Welcome to another episode of KC Caffeine. My name is Jason, and I have Blue here again. Um, we have a packed show. We have a lot to talk about. So much. Oh, so much. How are you, Blue? I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 good. <clears throat> it's it's been a I enjoyed my birthday. Had a good you know chill time. It was nice and fun and friendly. Yay. Um. So let's just dive in to. All of the shenanigans. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about today was a thing that happened this morning while I was, uh, I went to the grocery store this morning before work to get myself, you know, some, some breakfast. And as I was walking up to the counter, this, I'm laughing because it's absurd. Um, I hear the person behind the register having a conversation uh, with another person about Colin Kaepernick. And I walk up and she's saying, well, you know, people are saying, you know, talking about the things that other quarterbacks have done, but, you know, they didn't do them on the field. And so it's different. Okay. So you mean to tell me, you know, because when essentially what happened was is that a, a news reporter Basically uh, tweeted out, I think, to when it was announced that, um, I think it was Miami, mm-hmm. rather than signing Colin, which they had been looking at doing, mm-hmm. um, decided to bring someone else out of retirement. Wow. Um, <laughs> and would, ha- would, would would bring him on and let him sign a $10 million, I'm sorry, yeah, a either a $10 million or $31 million one-year contract. Okay. Um, and so what this reporter did was basically essentially uh, make a list of the active quarterbacks in the National Football League and the things they've been accused or convicted of doing. In comparison to... In comparison to, to what Colin did. Yeah. Um, which is what I think prompted the, this conversation mm-hmm. that this woman had. She didn't have the conversation with me because I think she saw my face and realized I was not the one. <laughs> you might have had a look, maybe just a little bit of one. I might have looked at her like, oh, no, baby, what did you do it? Mm. You know, but, and this is the thing. I get it. I get, no, I'm not going to say that I get why people are upset. Um... I understand on a, I guess, lot. No, I get get I get it in the sense of patriotism. You know, you want people to stand and you know pledge allegiance and then put you know the tradition. This is what you do when you know this is you know when the the national anthem is playing or when you know. And, and I get it, I get that. But at the same time, I also feel like. You know, and they say, oh, well, it's for the troops. Well, the troops fought and died for his right to kneel down. You know. For his right to sit, you know, to to, to protest and say, you know, there is a community of people who are hurting and who are, you know, who are being targeted. You know, and he wasn't... and, And he's putting... He's not just, you know, kneeling. He's actually putting actions behind his words and, you know, listening to him speak. I don't normally pay attention to football and the people who play football because I don't 
generally care. Um, unless it's the Redskins. And then I'm just like, okay, cool. But I feel like we blindly, you know, use patriotism as a reason to kind of bash someone over the head. Especially when they're like, okay, I think there's a problem and I think that we need to bring awareness to it and discuss what the problem is and come up with solutions or, or you know, they're like, America! As they, you know, hit you over the head. <laughs> we, we do have a tendency to do that. America! It's America! <laughs> Because yeah. that solves all. <laughs> That's how we solve all the problems, you know? Just because. Miracle! And, and I get it, you know? And I can even understand why someone would say it is disrespectful for the people who have, you know, fought and died for the country. Because they fought for allegiance and to preserve, you know, the United States. You know? But to those people, I still I also say, you know, we... I think it shows more love of country to say, hey, there's a problem and it's something that we need to fix than to blindly say everything is great because we're America. Hmm. That would take any, that would require taking a good hard look at ourselves as Americans and as our country as a whole. And I'm not sure that we're all capable of that. <laughs> well, you know, and the thing is, and that's because we love our country. Obviously, I mean, if we wanted out, we would have already left already. We don't I want out. I mean, there's a <laughs> but I'm tired of the answer that when you question when something isn't quite right and something's not, I just like to put it, not clean in the milk. Um, the answer is, well, if you don't like it, get out. Well, it's I know my it's my country too, and right. I'm telling you, something's wrong. <laughs> Rather than saying, you know, if you don't like it, get out. Why don't how we figure you? out how what? What why Listen what is what it I'm about not right. right. <laughs> what is it about what do you think is not right and so we can fix it together as opposed to if you don't like it leave cuz America. You know, and it's it's funny cuz I make that as a joke on a random basis anytime I see something that's you know that doesn't make sense to me that happens in like the political news or anything I'm like it's because America. <laughs> you know, you can't say a, you have to take the a out. It's just M E R I C A America. Because you can and, and the thing about this conversation that, that, that this morning was, it was so, it was obvious that, you know, when the woman saw, you know, that, that me as a, you know, large black man pulled up, she clearly wanted the conversation to be done. Um, but did not know how to exit gracefully. But did not know how to exit gracefully because it was clear also that she was the one who initiated said conversation uh. with the dude. Because the dude, he was an older white man. He was just like, I... I mean, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, you know, it was clear that he was a little uncomfortable with the conversation and then got increasingly more uncomfortable as, as I walked up. walked up and, and I'm sitting there like... to stand in line because you were supposed to be checking out. I'm checking out and I'm literally <laughs> waiting for this woman to finish her conversation because I have 15 minutes, <laughs> 10 to 15 minutes to get my ass to work. And the last thing that I want to talk about this morning is Colin fucking Kaepernick. I just didn't want to talk about that. You know, it's... But, you know, it's important that we do talk about these things because he is giving, like, you know, millions of his own money to charities and, and you know, trying to fix... He's also giving his time. Right. It's not just his money. You know, he's doing things and he's doing these things, you know, because he sees that there's a problem. And I think it's always, I think it's a little 
you know, weird and, and, and not weird. I think it's a, t- a lot, a little telling, you know, especially from the, the standpoint of the National Football League that, you know, violence against women and, you know, against animals and drug trafficking and... Um, we just waited a little bit and then it's okay. Right. We just gave them a little bit of time, you know, put them through a rehab or make them go to anger management and everything is okay. But, you know, kneeling is... The thing that you want to put your foot down about. You're like, we're not going to, we're not going to stand for that. You know, and it's, it's, he's, and it's because there's this, this subsection. And I don't even think the foot, the National Football League really gives a shit, you know, in, in terms of like political uh, power or, you know. There might be some, but, but I think obviously most of them are just because like, he's still not employed. <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, a lot of that's public prep, like people being, you know, football fans being upset. That here is a person who was standing up and saying that, you know, there is a problem between the police and, you know, and black people in this country and it needs to be fixed and solved. And those are things that people don't want to hear. It's, you know, it was there was something happened um, in uh, was it Harrisonville. I think Harrisonville, Missouri mm-hmm. or something like that, where a police officer was just shot. Yes. And it's a terrible you know, it's a terrible tragedy. Anytime anyone, you know, gets killed in the line of duty or, you know, is killed really in general. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, they managed to take this guy alive who shot a police officer. Mm-hmm. You know, there, and you see often, you know, way, very, very well off people who have, you know, caused harm to the police or, you know, or killed an officer or, you know, done, been threatening to an officer and, you know, they managed to make it out alive where you see things like Fernando Castillo, you know, and the countless other, you know, people who have, who have been killed by police officers simply for just being there, you know, because they posed a threat because you, in your mind, thought this person was a threat. But other people who are actual threats to your life, you know, to your life, somehow managed to make it. Same as, somehow managed to make it alive. And until we examine those two things as what they, are, you know, that those two instances and those two, essentially those two Americas, as what they are, you know, this stuff isn't getting fixed. You know, not from that standpoint. We also have the Cheeto Man, you know, out there threatening North Korea. Like, that's a great idea. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and North Korea giving you the best clapback. Like oh, that. my gosh. I mean, it's like, seriously, you... And we are transitioning into another, if you didn't notice. Um, we are trans... We... This man... And I went, I'm going to pull up the quote because I can't just... Can't do it justice. I just can't do it justice. Like word for word, verbatim. He he says things, and you're like, "Are you, are you kidding? Like, why would you? Who? Why? You know, North Korea over there chilling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they, yes, there is some. Oh, you know, some and ser- after we cover the serious topic, then I have a question for you that I saw something earlier. I mean, it's they, this they. Yes, North Korea is dangerous. You know, Kim Jong Il or Un or whichever mm-hmm. one he is. Kim, Kim Jong Un. Kim Jong Un. He is, and I don't even really know his name like that. I guess I should have paid more attention. 
But, you know, he, yeah, they're over there just, you know, they're trying to do whatever it is that they do. You know, and yes, they are dangerous. And yes, North Korea having a nuclear warhead, you know, or being able to miniaturize a nu- nuclear weapon and send it over to to this country is a danger. And it is something that needs to be, you know, that we definitely need to address. But threatening them, you know, is not going to fix the problem. It doesn't fix the situation. All that that does is make them go, huh, well... <laughs> we wasn't gonna fuck with you. Well, no, because isn't the wasn't the last response last time he tried to threaten? They fired off a missile. They continued missile testing. Well, that's <laughs> because the other thing is because they're not afraid. Because North Korea <laughs> don't give a shit about not nan one of us. Like they don't care about our lives. North Korea's like we're gonna do what the fuck we want to do. And if you are mad about it. Then be mad. Then just continue to be mad. And you're like, 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 if we would leave them alone, and just, like, if they were, like, if, and if the threat was imminent, then we make a, you know, then we make a statement, fine, but don't go poking the bear, you know, and then being like, well, I don't know how this happened. What? No, we know how this happened. He, Trump says things and he doesn't think about what he says when he says them. He doesn't think about the consequences of what he says when he says them. He doesn't bother to think beyond what he's saying at that time as to how might what I'm saying right now as the leader of the free world (laughs) might be carry a little weight behind it and cause people to panic and do stupid shit. Right. This is not, (laughs) you know, this is not The Apprentice. This is not television. You know, you can't just this go out and life. say bombastic things and, and expect people not to be like, whoa. Now, here's the quote. He said, <laughs> um, he has been very, he is in Kim Jong-un, mm-hmm. he has been very threatening beyond the normal state. And as I said, they will be met with fire and fury. And frankly, the powers of likes, uh, the power of likes of which the world has never seen before. Now, I have two things to say about this. Number one, I'm going to need for Donald Trump to go see a speech therapist. <laughs> I think that boat is sailed. <laughs> I'm going to need him to talk to somebody about the way in which words are arranged and how you speak in a way that you don't sound like a blubbering idiot. That boat is sailed. We all know this. <laughs> You picked on me because I was trying to hold out hope. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I tried to hold out hope too. Like I really did try to make and and figure out like you know maybe this isn't going to be as bad as my brain thinks it is. Maybe I'm going to worst case scenario. But it feels like every day, and I said this last week, every day there's some new steaming hot pile of bullshit that we have to then digest and figure out and parse because this man can't figure out how to plug up the diarrhea of the mouth. Yep. <laughs> because he just says shit and you're just like and it's and like interestingly enough I feel like a lot of the things that he says is as a distraction from the things that is happening around him because this administration is a dumpster fire and we're all like 
wow, so this is a thing that's, that's going on, and this is happening. And he's like, yo, so um, North Korea, fuck you and your grandmother. And then we're all like, did he just tell North Korea, fuck you and your grandmother? Like, I believe that happened, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he just, you know, and then, the, and then the news comes out, it's like, you know, Paul Manafort today, like, the news came out that his, you know, house was raided by the FBI. And so I'm like, hmm, I wonder if Donald Trump's fuck-ass statement and this report are linked. Like, he knew this was coming out, so he decided he wanted to talk shit to North Korea, so North Korea could be like, well, let me just talk shit back. You know, North and Korea... The, ah, I see where you're going with that. He's trying to take the uh, spotlight away from what's happening with this former campaign manager. Right, like he's trying to... He's like, look, <laughs> I gotta figure out how to take the heat off of me because, you know, it's getting a little hot over here. And, you know, so, the, so things come out and then he's like, well, well I'm gonna just say it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then... All of a sudden, you know, a news story quietly leaks that Paul Manafort and, like, people are talking about it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it doesn't have the same weight that I think it would have if Donald Trump didn't try to just put his dick on the table, you know, to North Korea. And be like, what what you gonna do, bitch? And North Korea was like, well, Guam is right there. And you got people in Guam. And we got a missile that can hit Guam. So we thinking about... Whether or not we finna hit Guam with this weapon. Now what the hell is you gonna do? And next thing you know, we got World War Three going on because this man couldn't keep his mouth shut and his administration can't figure out how to rein govern him in. <laughs> A rein him in, B govern effectively, and C figure out like we're gonna figure out that all of this stuff was staged and maybe it does go further. And I'm going to go ahead and just put this point put this out as a theory. I'm thinking we're going to come to not only did Russia collude about the election, but they fixed the election. Maybe. Anything's possible. Like, I'm sorry to think that Trump's president. You know what I'm saying? Because (laughs) collusion is bad enough. And, you know, collusion might have been what the situation. And y'all might, you know, my gentle listeners out there might be like, see, Jason's getting crazy. And I think maybe that is partially the truth. I might be on some, you know, this might be some me being crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, Shonda Rhimes has shown <laughs> us that it is possible. All you have to do is watch the first three seasons of Scandal to know <laughs> that you can do it. <laughs> and if four people from this country can do it who had no power, Vladimir Putin and his, you know, agents of Satan could clearly... Have done it, and we would never know. And having you know Donald Trump helping, you know what I'm saying? I bet you, if you look at one of, you know, if you trace the money, and this is the thing, if you trace the money for the voting machines back, it's going to touch Donald Trump somewhere. I'm willing to put my finger on that pulse to see what happens. All right, I'm just saying, like, make that a thing. Make that a thing. This is your <laughs> prediction for 2017. That is my prediction. So you had a question. Ah, yes. Mine was completely off topic and just for fun. What's with the chicken? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm living for it. House. That I chicken. I looked at my news feed and I'm like, what in the what? <laughs> I saw, let me tell you something. I was at work and I saw that chicken. And when I tell you, I got a good 
hearty cackle from the giant inflatable chicken that was that with the Donald Trump hair. Do you know that uh, I the story that I got is a man. There was a man. I don't know where he was from, but he bought that giant inflatable chicken for thirteen hundred dollars. Wow! Specifically to put on the White House lawn and. But. My question here is, how did he get an inflatable chicken that close to the White House and nobody, and I mean nobody came out to go, sir, you can't do that, or sir, we're going to need you to move that a couple blocks down. Nothing? Nothing. Well, this is the thing. That thing sat out there for a good while. This is the thing, and this is what I, what, what, where the thing, like, this is how we know that we've gotten to the dumpster fire of an administration, because I don't think anyone's paying attention to the White House right now. I think they're all just like... Look, the president isn't there, and we simply don't. Oh, is he at Margo? He's well. No, he's in New Jersey. He's on vacation for seven days because he seventeen days because he just works so hard. Oh, um, six months in, huh? Yeah, he works. How so, many vacation days has he had so far? You know what? All of them. Because <laughs> he ain't done shit. I ain't never seen somebody. How you gonna be at your job six months and you ain't done nothing but cause problems? You ain't done a single good thing. You ain't passed any meaningful legislation. All you have done is turn this country upside down, inside out, and topsy-turvy. And you got folks, the dogs are sleeping with the cats, and just everything is all (laughs) wrong and backwards in bizarro world. Literally, every time that you open your mouth to speak, bullshit flies out. And like, every time you try to do something, everything you try to do, people are like, nope. You know what it is? Like, it's like the universe is Matumbo. From the Geico commercials. And every time you try to do something, he just takes the ball and is like, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, oh if you've not seen that commercial, I don't know where you You now have to look it up. Now but you, you have, have to look reference. it up to get that reference. Because it's like every time Donald Trump tried to do something, it's like, here come Matumbo. No, no, no. And it's with that, fin- with that finger and everything. And it's like, at some uh-uh. point, we can call in a reserve. Now, in calling in the reserve, I don't mean Mike Pence. I don't mean Paul Ryan. I don't mean Mitch McConnell. I don't mean any of those people. Can we go back to you November? No, if we wait another six months, we might have to worry about them. They might all get fired. Because they're all going down. <laughs> like, this is the thing. I mean, he's just firing people left and right. He might just continue on down the line. The thing is, it's like, well, you know, he can't fire McConnell and Ryan. Or, I don't think he can fire Pence either. But oh, where there's a will, there's a way. I'm sure he'll find a way. The, this is the thing that is is that I think is is the funny. Like, I just wish, like, I keep hoping that one day we will all. Because you know, your wife says this beautiful thing about manifesting the reality in which you live in, and I promise you that I did not manifest Donald Trump as my president. <laughs> like, that didn't do that. It's not a thing that I did. It's not what I wanted in oh, my no. heart. I want to know parts of this, <laughs> so I didn't do this, and I don't know who did. But fuck you. <laughs> that being said, I just want to wake up one morning and somebody be like, yo, did you have the craziest dream that Donald Trump was president? I did. It seemed like it lasted forever. Think about it, like It has only been six months. Or eight months now. It has only been almost eight months since this man has been president. I feel like this man has been president since I was 12. It's going to be a long four years. It's going to be a long four years. And that is great. Because Excuse in four me, years. Three years and 
four months. And I'm fine with that because in four years, I turned 40. And so I'm trying to keep that 40 from happening as quickly as possible. But I didn't realize that I was going to have to deal with this oh. as the turnaround. Though I forgot he registered to run again in twenty. Let me tell you something. A month into. Now, <laughs> I have a tendency to be wrong about things. Especially if you promise me Poochie's going to run before him again, I promise you. I'm oh no, he's going to run. He's going to run, and he and if he run and he makes it this four years, he might get reelected. But mm-hmm. my thing is, I do not think he will make it his full term. And the reason that I don't think he'll make it his full term is because every time he tries to do something, Matumbo keeps knocking his shit down. And eventually he's going to be like, fuck it. And he's going to be like, I quit. He is going to quit because his fragile and juvenile ego cannot take all of the L's in which he keeps getting dished out. He loses. He don't like losers, remember? That's true. He's he been that. out here losing like a motherfucker. He ain't won nothing. Now, in his brain, he it's thinks gonna he's going to say, that, that all depends on perception now, because according to him, he's fabulous and wonderful, and he's been winning all over the place, and we're all winning. You know, taking credit for stuff that he didn't do, and... <laughs> yeah. I mean, he <laughs> like stays... Like, all the jobs that he brought back that were only here for a couple months before they did what they planned on doing they anyway. They will do anyway, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, he does these things, and you're just like, why? Why, girl? Why? But that's enough Donald Trump talk for the time being. I'm we'll sure we'll get back to him at some point. <laughs> you know, I feel like I need to find a sound effect or a theme song for that, for when we talk about Donald Trump. Um, maybe I'll work on that in the next couple episodes. We'll see what happens. Don't don't, don't at me about it. Um, no, no. We'll let him at you about it. <laughs> I mean, if you make I one, mean, drop some. Drop some uh, do suggestions. Do. <laughs> um, but I want to talk about R. Kelly. And this is going to move in, yes. Because he's, why? We have to talk about this. Just from one dumpster fire to another, really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, oh no, it's all dumpster fire all the time on this episode. <laughs> but um, that's actually going to be the night title of this episode, all dumpster fire all the time. But, and, and, and I want to talk about it in the larger context of caping for people for the culture. You're giving me a look. Yes. Let me explain to you what that means. Thank you. Um, people, you know, prop it up. And I'm going to go live for this because I feel like I need to. Here is where I turn on the live so that you guys can see what we're doing and do to do. So, caping for the culture essentially is people who, when you know someone has done something wrong. And you, you know that people have, like, there is proof out there and that there is, you know, all of the, the evidence is pointing that this is a thing that has happened. Um, for example, R. Kelly, uh, there was a BuzzFeed article that came out. I don't know if you read it. Basically saying that R. Kelly has got a cult of women uh, that he kind of grooms from a rather, you know, uh, still legal. They're a legal yeah, he's, age. He's learned from his... He's learned from his mistakes. mistakes. Um, but they are still young women. You know, he kind of grooms them into to kind of uh, treats grooms them into being his kind of harem, for lack of a better term. Okay. And there was a family, and I don't remember where they're from, but they were at a concert. They went to a, a concert. They show they they talked to you know, 
talked to R. Kelly and got all of his, his information because their daughter wanted to be a singer. And they thought, quite stupidly, that I, if I might add, that, you know, if they're with them, then there would be no problems. Or they didn't believe that R. Kelly really did the stuff because he got acquitted or, you know, all of these things. And so all of this came out and people, right, I feel rightly so, were like, whoa, um, this is gross. And... You know, I don't understand why people support him. But then there was another side of the, you know, another camp that were just like, you know, he's an artist and I'm still going to listen because Step in the Name of Love is amazing. You know, and the <laughs> remix to Ignition, which I love both of those songs, but I cannot listen to those songs. He's ruined them for because me. Because he has ruined them. And so there's this idea that we should give, you know, people like R. Kelly and Usher and Bill Cosby. Because Usher, if you don't know if you did, he out here giving the girls and reportedly the dudes, you know, some dudes, some STDs, you know, knowingly giving them that STDs and not saying anything to them. And so there was some backlash about that. And people like, leave them alone. You know, but it's all of these report, you know, and Chris Brown, who we all know what he did. I ain't got to go into that. We saw the pictures. You know... But we should give them a pass because they're famous. You know, they're, well, not because they're famous, because they're famous and black. And, you know, we should just give them a pass for the culture. And mm. trifling is still trifling. I don't understand why we give them passes. I'm not giving everybody, <laughs> I'm not giving people passes, you know, because I'm not excusing your, your bad behavior. You know, I wouldn't excuse bad behavior from a white dude or a white woman for that matter. And so I'm not going to excuse bad behavior just because someone is black, you know, and I'm not going to give them a pass and say, um, well, it's, you know, the black man takes, you know, have so many problems. So, you know, there's, here's one that, you know, is, is, is doing well and we should just let that ride because they are talented. No, yes, you can be talented and shitty. You can be talented and a horrible person. And, you know, at some point, this idea of separating the art from the person gets muddy because... Yeah, the art wow, from I mean, the what are you, you just going... <laughs> so the, the idea of separating the art from the person is, isn't, isn't feasible anymore. You know, because, again, I can't listen to, you know... R. Kelly is singing about, you know, your body's calling, I don't see nothing wrong with a little bump and grind, and hearing Aaliyah sing AJ nothing but a number, and all of these things without thinking about who he's talking about and who he's talking to in these songs. And, you know, it it ruins them for me. You know, and you think just because you sang I Believe I Can Fly and the world's greatest that we're supposed to just be done with all of those things, just because they sing in the, you know, just because they sing the song, you know, at the, the, the kindergarten don't mean that everything is cool. And we have to be very careful that we are not allowing, you know, the art to keep us from judging the man appropriately, you know, and... I, we're not all one everybody say I'm not one to judge we all judge you know what I'm saying if you don't feel something like icky about hearing you know R. Kelly sing about the songs that he sings you know about the subject matter in which he sings 
knowing, you know, the things that he's done, to me, that's an issue. You know, that's something that you have to look at and go, mm. well, the reason people aren't looking at it is because they separate. But I like, I, I mean, maybe this is, maybe that's a fault for me. I can't separate, you know, hearing him listening. Uh, I didn't say it, but that's how you deal is that they, that's, I think in, they probably don't even think about it. It's more of an unconscious thing. It's just, oh, okay, well, that's this thing over here, but his music's this. I love the music, so I'm just going to continue listening to the music. But the problem is is that you're, if you're buying the CDs and you're going to the concerts and you're providing the money to provide him the ability to do what he's doing. Right. You know, and you are giving... I think that, you know, this... You and you are by your dollars condoning his behavior. You know, even if you outwardly say, you know, oh, I think the what he's doing is terrible. You know, you don't think it's too terrible. You bought tickets to his you concert. bought tickets to his concert. You went to go see him. You know, sing these songs and do these things, and you, you know, knowing that these are the things that he's done, and he uses not only his money. But his influence and his fame to get these girls to do these things. Like there was a report where like the, the, the parents of one of the girls have not talked to their child in months, you know, and I think years in some cases. And like they they got a, a, a the last phone conversation they got was on Mother's Day where the he told the, you know, the girl told the mom, uh, me and Robert wish you a happy Mother's Day. Like, Mm-mm. ill. <laughs> if I were a Mm-mm. parent, I would be like, oh, I'm finna fuck this dude up. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me find Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah. I mean, it couldn't be my kid. Let's just put it that way. Not, <laughs> not, not never. <laughs> he'd be replacing a lot of, like, he'd be replacing a lot of st- all the stuff. He would <laughs> until need, my child was returned to me. <laughs> he would need every dime of the money he made from I Believe I Can Fly. The, to all the albums. All of it. All, All the albums. <laughs> he would need to every dime of the remix to Ignition. Which, again, I love that song. I wholeheartedly love the remix to Ignition. But I cannot listen to it anymore. I just can't. I can't listen to it anymore. Because it just makes me feel gross. And, you know, we cape. And by cape, I mean, you know, we... we you know, we, we give these people a pass or we take up for them and we say, you know, leave them alone. You know, they're, 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 they're doing their, their thing and you don't judge them because you don't know what he's been through and all of these things. No, 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 I mean, I know what he's been through, but I know what he's doing. You know what I mean? And when someone has called, been calling you a duck for 20 years, you may or may not have feathers and quack. And be waterproof. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much. People have been talking about R. Kelly being into the, the, the younger side of girls for a minute. Yeah. You know, and it's, I mean, it brings me back to like other, like I said, other artists who people still cape for, you know, like Chris Brown. We know what Chris Brown did. Um... He put this video out a couple months back kind of telling his side of the story, mm-hmm. you know, and basically what he said was, I feel bad for it, but she provoked me. And, you and know. And I'm done. Right. 
And I was like, well, click, done. Can't do this. Not going to do it. Don't have to listen to Chris Brown be a fuckboy any longer. Like, I just don't have to do it. No. And Chris Brown has some songs that I like, too. Not very many of them, because I'm tired of him singing about making girls' pussy scream. I'm just not <laughs> doing it. I'm just over it. You know, sing about something that's important to me. You know, sing about the, sing about the, the things that are happening. You know, think about singing about the world. Don't, although really at the end of the day, nobody wants to hear about Chris Brown's opinions either. No. So I digress. Um, and, but you know, it goes back to the OJ trial. Like we all know. I don't think he did it himself. I, I fully we know say he that. had something I know he to had something to do with it. I don't think he did it himself. I think he hired, he probably knows more he knows what he's telling like we know at the end of the day there was too many inconsistencies to some things that you know but we and he wrote a dang book if I I did it (laughs) I was like for real man there is no way (laughs) that you write a book called if I did it if you ain't have shit to do with it at some point but but they got him (laughs) again right they they got him for stealing his (laughs) own shit come on now (laughs) how you gonna go to jail for stealing your own stuff think about this for a second you stole your own your stuff. own shit. Cause he just decided to just randomly break it. Yo, I'm gonna get my stuff back. And just randomly break it and say, I'm taking it. I'm right taking now my shit back. With and guns. they got you for ten years for taking your own shit. Like, like I you that is an L in which you <laughs> no, can never come back from. You will always be known as no, a fool. No, he's still, well, even, he may be known as a fool, but he's still getting paid. He is still getting paid, <laughs> but you're always going to be known as the fool that went to jail for stealing your shit. Come on now. Yeah. But even then, like, I remember, you know, black America being like, he didn't do it. We know he didn't do it. But I think a lot of that was, you know, it was right it was right, around, right after Rodney King, and there was all of these, this kind of same feeling in the air, and it was finally seeing... You know, a person of color and a black man especially, you know, I hate for lack of a better word, get away with murder. You know, it was like bet, you know, saying the system may not, doesn't, it doesn't work for, you know, it definitely doesn't work for us. But, you know, here's someone who figured out how to circumnavigate it. You know, good, good on you. You know, now Mm. looking back on it, I'm like, that was a shitty way to look at it and we ought to do better. But... You know, Pretty at much. the time, it we've was grown. like... <laughs> we've grown a bit. We've grown a bit. We've grown. We've made some strides in life and done but some things. The other thing you wanted to talk about this evening was income inequality. Oh. And I think this leads to that in the sense that he had the money. Right. That's what there, made the difference. And we'll get there. We're going to bridge this gap in just a second. R. Kelly, that's what makes a difference with Chris Brown. That's what makes a difference with... Why did I just go blank? Um, Bill Cosby, they they have the money to do to do these things. these things. But I think you know because they would be judged completely differently if they didn't. Right. I mean, they would be judged completely completely differently if they were white and did these things. You know. But I think that us as people, and then we're going to jump into any income inequality in just a second. Mm-hmm. But you know, I get so tired of people saying that um, us as black people. We don't, you know, and, and we don't support our own, and we don't. I, you know, I full heartedly, wholeheartedly believe that at the end of the day, it's a crabs in a bucket mentality, and we don't support our own. But we do support bad behavior of people in the in the. We support in the wrong times, right? We support the bad behavior of people in the in the sense of saving the culture. You know what I'm saying? Because we don't want, you know. 
You see what it is. You see what these white men are doing to these people. These white men are not doing anything to these people. These people are doing these things to themselves. Nobody told Chris Brown to beat Shadariana. Nobody told R. Kelly to go and you know pee on a little girl and then huh. have a cult of <laughs> other little children, little uh, older girls who he can groom to being the you know dutiful girls who do what he says do without question. Like there was a report in there. Ugh. I'm disgusted just thinking about it, of a girl who was on a bus. She was over the age of 18, but she was on a tour Barely. bus for three days because she didn't do her homework. And the tour manager thought it was weird because she had graduated from high school the year before. I just want you to think about that, on what her homework that she couldn't, didn't do, that got her on a bus, on a tour bus, for three days. That is abuse. And the sooner we figure out that that is abuse and that we are not going to stand for it, no matter how much money, fame, influence, how many followers on Instagram and Twitter you got, how many times you put out a good-ass song, none of of that matters when it comes to humans and human life. And now, (laughs) on to the star of this show. And the thing that I really wanted to discuss and talk about You've today. Been waiting. In so patient. Come <laughs> inequality. Now. And I'm turning the live off in a minute, but you guys are gonna get a taste taste of this. How y'all doing on Facebook Live? I see all of y'all. I love y'all. Thank you. Um I posted something today because um as you I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. but the Kansas City um voters went to the polls yesterday and they voted to raise the minimum wage. Okay. Which is great, except that there is a law, there is a Missouri state law that says that the local, we can't raise the minimum wage. What? We are not allowed by law to raise the minimum wage. Wait, excuse me? What? <laughs> How long has this law been on the books? Oh, it just got here. Like the ink ain't dry on it. Ah, okay. I knew they were doing something. <laughs> yeah. No, no, this was, this was full wholehearted shenanigans, but... You know, so I was, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking about that and I'm seeing, was seeing some things on Facebook this morning um, that was talking about, you know, how people, you know, who work in fast food and other low paying jobs don't deserve $15 an hour. They don't deserve the minimum wage to be raised, you know, and so I posted on Facebook, which started a really lively and kind of healthy discussion, um, no, there was no fight, no arguing. Mm-hmm. But I said, I, it's it's weird to me that people can be against, essentially I'm paraphrasing myself, can be against the minimum wage, but be fine with income inequality. You know, they can be okay with, you know, people living in poverty, you know, and, and, and see that as some sort of moral failing on their part because they don't work hard enough or they're not smart enough or they're not this or they're not that. You know, there's something wrong with them. But can look at the wage gap and see, you know, that, you know, that there are so many people who have who who have not and few people who have and be like, it's cool. They just worked hard. And so I kind of wanted to have a discussion with you about that um, and just kind of get your thoughts on just that as a thing. And then we can kind of smooth into the things that I would like to say because I have opinions, but, you know, I feel like I've been talking a lot. No, you're fine. Uh, my thoughts on income inequality. I I don't 
think this is a fair discussion because we're both of a similar mind in regards to this. Um, I, again, I, like you, feel that it's very strange that, you know, you're telling everybody to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, but then don't want to give them any boots. (laughs) So there's no straps for them to pull on. Or you're... I don't understand why people judge people below a certain wage level so harshly. Like, why they gotta dang near starve just because you don't think they should have a couple extra bucks so they can afford minimum basic things to live. A roof over their head, food on the table, clothes on their back, a way to put gas in their car that, you know, maybe a beater, but it's a car so they can get back and forth to work. Those are not extravagant things. Now, depending on where you live, depends on how extravagant the car thing may be. But generally, Kansas City kind of spread out. So you, for most you places, you need to have a car. You, <sighs> There's no room for them to move up or do anything else. If they're working all the time, and that's just to cover, you know... Gas, lights, water, and they're probably still living at home or living with someone else because they can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. So, I, I, I don't know. This is my thing. And you're right. We are of a similar mind yeah, on this. I don't think, I mean, I'm not talking and arguing for luxury items. I'm talking basics here. Well, and this is the thing. And I, and I feel like part of the problem with the idea of, you know, we shouldn't raise the minimum wage um, because someone who's... Flipping burgers at McDonald's shouldn't make the same amount as, you know, someone, you know, with a, a, a degree. And I have a degree. I wholeheartedly agree with that assessment. And I agree with that, you know, and I agree with that. But at the same time, I, just because you work at a fast food restaurant or you work at, you know, uh, the, a retailer or you work at, at, at these, all at these places, you know, these minimum wage jobs does not mean you don't deserve to have basic necessities, a roof over your head, food on your plate, and, you know, the ability to get around. And you also should be able to to live a fulfilled life. Like, I wholeheartedly believe that there is something wrong with this idea that, you know, you sh- can go and make someone else millions of dollars while you can't afford to feed yourself and take care of yourself. I wholeheartedly think that's a problem. You know, where, you know, cause, because again, the CEO of McDonald's makes a shit ton of money. You know, the CEO and the CFO and, you know what I'm saying, the board of directors at McDonald's and Arby's and all of these things. Not, not to mention that, you know, these are also places where, like, take Hardee's, for example. A burger is six motherfucking dollars. Minimum wage is seven thirty-five. You know, seven thirty-five, seven forty-five, something like that. Either way, you have these are people. They can't even afford to eat at a place that they work, and it's fast food. You know, (laughs) and it's it's, and and again, I understand. You know, and and to me, that is the one time where I will say a rising tide should lift all boats. So if the minimum wage is raising, and we are raising the, you know, and we go, okay, you know what? You live in Dubuque, Iowa. You don't need fifteen dollars an hour. You know what I'm saying? You can survive and and have a have a comfortable, not well, but a comfortable living arrangement, and you can 
survive on your own at 950. So 950 is the minimum wage at this point at this place. So then someone who is making 950, you know, doing more a more skilled job can say, "Hey, so the fast food worker is making like 950 an hour, you know, I have this and this and this experience and this. I would like to have maybe $13 or, or $14 or $15 an hour. And then the person who's making $15 an hour can say, hey, I have a degree. I have this. I've got these things on me. I would like to make maybe $20 an hour. And then those people, those then, those things, you know, it then trickles upwards. Because if the lowest is if the lowest person is now able to sustain themselves, and then people say, "Well, it makes everybody, you know, it's going to make prices go up for things and this and that." No, it gives more spending power to those people who are disadvantaged. So now there are more people who are putting bringing money into the system. They're putting money more more money into the economy because they're not hoarding on to. I gotta. I can't go and get. You know what I'm saying? I can't go and buy groceries this week because rent's due. So I guess we're having salt water and, you know, corn chips. Or, you know, I can't afford to pay my light bill. So, I, But I can afford to go buy like $6 worth of candles. And, you know, a guy, guy's uh, sundown is time for bed because we can't afford lights. You know, these are, these are real things that are happening. You know, I talked to my sister um, and it was funny. It was like a fun little joke thing. But, you know, she has to, she just moved, recently moved back home. And so she has to catch the Metro to work. And it is $14. Daily. Daily for her to get back and forth to work. And. Taking public transportation. Right. And, you know, people were like, well, if you don't have a car, public transportation works. That doesn't work. Public transportation, the thing about public transportation that people, you know, especially people who have cars and have always had cars and have never had to rely on it, and don't understand is it don't run when you want it to run. Nope. <laughs> it runs when it runs and you catch it when you catch it. So if, you know, you have to be at work at 10 and the only bus that can get you to your job leaves at 5 o'clock in the morning, You're then you have to get up bus. at 5 o'clock in the morning to make it to work. And, you know, you, by all means, do that. You know, that is what you need to do, but that does not suit you. Because then, you know, saying if you have to be at work at 10, you work, you know, say you work 10 to 7. You know what I'm saying? You get off at 7 o'clock. That bus may not get you home until 10. You know, and then you have to, you know, wind yourself down, get yourself ready for the work the next day. By that time, it's like 12, 30, 11 o'clock at night, or 11 o'clock, 12, maybe you know, at, at night. And then you, that's when you go to, to sleep. But you got to be at the bus stop at 5 o'clock in the morning. Which means if the bus the bus stop is a mile away, you got to get up in order to walk that mile to the bus stop. And then, you know, so you're tired all the time. And you have to pay for the, guy, the, the bus, the best to get there. Plus, you got to pay for where you're living at. you got to pay to put food on your back. If, God forbid, you have children and somebody said... You know, if you can't afford to have children, don't have children. Understand this. I say that all the time. But I also understand that I can't tell somebody what to do with their genitalia and their ovaries and their penis. And not so, to mention, sometimes accidents happen. People just have babies. You know what I'm saying? Babies are surprisingly easy to come by sometimes. <laughs> you're not going to tell them to stop fucking. Because they're going to continue to do it. They're going to keep fucking. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like that's not going to go away. It's Yeah. Give that up. So... <laughs> This idea that, you know, so then, you know, and this kind of ties into what we talked about last. even when people are trying to be responsible, again, 
things happen. <laughs> we are all. I have a family member who is around because things happen. Things happen. <laughs> well, and, I mean, and think about it like this, and, and, and just in the in the grand kind of tie back what we talked about last week with healthcare. Um, you know, this oh, person. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of all the healthcare. You know, no. Uh, oh God, birth control pills. And no uh, sex. Sex ed, sex sex therapy. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm so tired. I cannot find my words. (laughs) But like, like, let's take that. Let's take that same example that I was just giving about Mm -hmm. this person who's working. You know, who's with this job, this eleven to seven job. This person is averaging maybe three to maybe four to five hours of sleep a night. You know, that starts to break down your body. You know, you start to. You know, you're unable to fight off infections and diseases in the manner because your body is not getting the rest in which it needs. So then you're getting sick. And you cannot afford to go to the doctor to make yourself well. One, because you literally cannot afford to do so. And two, because you can't afford to take the time off, off work. work. Because taking the time off of work means a bill may not get paid. Because lower paying jobs usually don't come with the best of benefits. They don't come with benefits. You know what the benefit is? You have the benefit of having a motherfucking job. Pretty much. And, you know, it's things like that. Like, that's, it's all connected. And so for, you know, this idea that a, because a person is working a slow-wage job. Like, I have a friend who is... I have a friend who is, you know, who's had medical, who's had dental work that needs to get done for a long time. But he hasn't been able to do it because he can't afford to do it because doesn't have the money, doesn't have the insurance. You know, that stuff costs money. He doesn't have it. And so, you know, steadily those problems get worse. And eventually, you know, it's got to be something that's got to get itself taken care of because... It's being just had, like it has mm-hmm. to, and I lost my train of thought. Healthcare, okay, and so and low wages, <laughs> or the lack thereof of healthcare because you're working a low wage job with no benefits, <laughs> right? And so, you know, it's this this idea that we can't have be you know that that you know just because you work a low wage job or that you you know that that you you are an unskilled worker means you're somehow less than you know someone who you know is working and making you know forty thousand sixty thousand dollars a year you know to me is it 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 strikes at the very core of kind of what's wrong um and this, you know, if you just pick yourself up from your bootstraps and just work hard, you can make it. No, that has a lot. A lot of it has to do with circumstances and being at the right place at the right time. And the right stroke of luck happens to hit you, and someone says, "Hey, you're doing great. So let me, you know, bring you on board for here." And you then have to continue to prove yourself and work harder, and then the person before. It's how. It's why we're having heart attacks at like 35. You know, because we're working so hard to prove ourselves and to prove that we can, you know, that, that, that to make it. And just what this idea of what making it is, you know, and, 
you know, this... Because not everybody is cut out for a 9-to-5 job. Like, not everybody can do this. can do that. We, we, it is what it is. You know, we all know some folk that ain't cut out for 9-to-5. You know, saying that's not their ministry. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but so then, you know, finding... They, they have to then find something to, you know, find what makes them fulfilled and happy and still makes them money. And a lot of times that's a grind. They're working harder than the rest of us. Because they got to figure out, how am I going to do this and put this together and this to make the money so that I can feed myself? You know, and I've said often enough, some of the most low-wage workers are some of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. And to me, it is offensive to think that those people are somehow lazy where someone who can take three months out of the year, you know, to relax and be on their yacht and they only work two, three hours a day because someone else is making their money for them. Like, that bugs me. That's offensive to me. And we got to do better. And, you know, no, maybe $15 an hour isn't the answer everywhere because in some places it requires more than $15. You know, but like New York's going to require more than a fifteen dollar an hour job. That's right. just the cost of living there is stupid, ridiculous. Um, yeah. I live in the Midwest. We have a decent cost of living here. Um, you know, I believe the East Coast is a little on the high side as well. Certain pockets, um, <clears throat> but you know, so like fifteen isn't the answer for every place. But should we look into what would be? The answer for every place? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we should be we should be looking into okay, what is and to me, you know, the 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 minimum wage should be this is the amount that you need that if you make for work forty hours a week, you work a full forty hour week, you are able to sustain yourself. It's like I'm not even putting health care in there. Right. I'm just you are literally to... a roof, like a studio apartment. Um, get some groceries for the week. Pay, pay light your bill. light bill, gas bill, and right. also you know be able to afford bus fare if you've got a bus in the area in right. order to get someplace. You know, you know, and and someone said, someone said that you know because someone was kind of breaking that down. This has cost this, this is this, this is this. If you make this much, mm-hmm. this is what you have and you really can't afford. And they were like, well, certain things like internet and, and cable and cell phones are luxuries. They're not luxuries anymore. Not for you the know, better paying jobs. Those are <laughs> those are things that you have to have. You even, have to have those skills, that skill set anymore right. in order to move up. But I mean, even working in fast food, you have to have internet. Even to apply at a McDonald's or an, uh, an Arby's or, or a, you know, a restaurant job or all that. They want you to go online Line to their to website fill to fill out your application. So if you do not have access, and yes, there's a library and there are places in which you can have free internet. You are absolutely right. But at the same, but at the same time, those things are usually timed. So if you get, you know, you fill out your, submit your application and they don't have a number in which to call you on or a way to get a way in which to get in contact with you, they will keep it moving because they know that there is somebody else right around the corner who is also looking for that job. So no, all of those things 
are things that are absolutely necessary in this world. And the only way that they will not be necessary is if one day Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un decide, you know, decide they want to just go ahead and have it out. And then we're all living a nuclear winter. And it doesn't matter who makes what. Because we'll all be we dead. the same. <laughs> not all of us. I told you I got a plan. <laughs> You know what I'm, I'm just going. I just want you to know. The first time I hear, I get a text alert or a tweet or something that says that the missiles are coming. I'm going to hang out with Seth with Linda Blue, and I'm not. Leaving. I'm going to eat. I will see y'all on the next trip because I won't be here. I will be out here providing comedy, and we'll be recording from a bunker. Like, girl, did you see that three-headed moose that just went by? Mm-hmm. He's dinner. Is, I'm not eating no three-headed moose, girl. Then you starve. <laughs> don't play with me. <laughs> That's radiation. We gonna die. Do you want, I don't want to die that way. If it's the only food available. <laughs> That's not food, girl. That's a that's a problem. That moose got three heads. Don't eat that head. <laughs> don't eat that head. Do you hear this, girl? All right. Hey, it's called desperation. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> I mean, can you have you figured out how to de-radiate some meat? Um, low radiation levels. I believe there's uh, pills out there for treatment. <laughs> so it's got three heads. We we gonna have to go to the pharmacy and you know hook that bad boy up. <laughs> she over here talking about we living in a Walking Dead and shit. At any rate, why do you think I watch those shows? <laughs> Told you I'm gonna eat. <laughs> at any rate, we're sitting over here at an hour. Do you, is there anything that you would like to end this on? Uh, I'm wondering where our compassion went. For our fellow man. You know, there's a book, and this is everyone's homework. There is a book called Under the Affluence. It's by an art by a writer named Tim Rye, Tim Wise. Um, he talks about that. Where the compassion went for the poor and the middle class, or for the poor and underprivileged. Um, what happened and how this idea of rugged individualism and working hard kind of took precedence over you know there is a certain level you know minimum threshold level that a person um, should be at and if a certain percentage of the population drops below that level then we have a problem that we must address Um, it started it happened right right after the Great Depression honestly Mm -hmm. where you know this this idea of you know the the people who are poor and the people who are you know disadvantaged are disadvantaged and poor somehow of their own doing and not circumstances um but i would remind everyone even does not matter how much you make right now it does not matter how well you think that you are doing you every single one of us is one paycheck away from poverty. Even when you have money in the bank. Because if you think about if you think about it in terms of yes, you have your nest egg, yes, you have your savings and yes, you have your you know your you know your your emergency fund, but what happens when all of that runs out? And when we think of it in those terms you know, seeing other people in that, you know, in that boat or in that situation should tug at our heartstrings enough and, and make us feel something enough to take action and say, this isn't, this isn't how we should be living. 
this isn't how we should be doing. And stop telling people that just because that they are poor that they can't have an iPhone. I mean, I don't want an iPhone because I think they're shitty. But stop doing that to people. Don't shame them for wanting to have something nice in their life. You know, if that's... You know, if And yes, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, saving your pennies and saving your coins and, you know, taking what you can have, you know, and not, you know, what you want because you're not in a position to do that. But some of these people, that iPhone is their prized possession because that's all they have. Or that tablet is the one thing that they saved for, you know, a year because that's what they wanted, you know, or that car was given to them by someone else, you know, and you don't, you don't know what the circumstances is or how they ended up with that one thing that they have, you know, that is, you know, that is a piece of high tech or, or, you know, or high quality or for lack of a better term, you have no idea how they got that. You have no idea what circumstances they did to get those things or what they had to sacrifice to have those things. So stop shaming them for that. Stop doing that. You know what I mean? Because again, we, we all have something that we probably don't afford, couldn't afford, and we bought it anyway. You know what I mean? Because that's what we wanted. Let them people have just some kind of joy in their lives. They ain't got shit else. You know, that note. <laughs> that's a depressing <laughs> note to live to end right? on. But, um, I mean, that's that's really it for me. I think that, you know, I didn't do a... What, but I mean, I guess I did when I was talking about R. Kelly. R. Kelly, mm-hmm. we can rewind R. Kelly. That's what scorches my grits and oversalts oh, yeah. my grits. We're going to do uh, scorches. What scorches, scorches your grits? grits? Well, you know, we have a little bit of time. No, we're done. We are. Really, the thing that scorches my grits right now is just this idea of, you know, the income inequality thing. Like that, that conversation and having that conversation having you know this 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 dis there's a disconnect does this well not even the, 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 the disconnect but and the, there's the assumptions made that i don't know when low income automatically equated to lazy <laughs> but that seems to be an association that people make on a regular and i'm just like really seriously you're poor because you don't work hard enough right and this person may be pulling three dang jobs, but it's still not enough to make things work for them. Something There's something off. There's something not right there. You know, right. let's balance the scales a little bit better so that people can make it up and out. So that they can move on to better things. I mean, you know, and then that leads into schools being ridiculously stupid That's for tuition. the next episode is we're going to but talk about school is, tuition. That is that crazy. foolish. That Those foolish games which are tearing me apart. Um, that was a jewel reference for all of you guys. <laughs> uh, but on that note, I know we said we are going to end yeah. it, but we're really going to end it now. Um, don't forget to follow us on fa- on Twitter at Casey underscore caffeine. Um, go don't like, subscribe and donate to the patron. Uh, patreon.com slash KC Caffeine. Go to our Instagram page. Um, I kind of have some things that I want to try to do. Um, and don't forget, guys, like, when I ask you guys to give, it's because I have a vision and I want, you know, I want to see that vision vision come to fruition. Um, so I really, you know, it's... Let's it's be a, real. He's trying to afford a, afford a better co-host. <laughs> no, because my co-host is perfection. Everyone loves... 
Lynn, everyone loves Blue. Um, Blue. She did the, I mean, no, I would love for you to stop doing that because you're making all of the all of the wrong moves. But um, on that note, guys, I guess I, I just I, there's a vision that I want. There's some things that I want to get. I want to do. I want to turn this into something you know greater and bigger. And so that's why I ask you know to like and share and give and and all of those things. And and you know it's it's pouring into a vision. You know, and don't give me like, and if you guys have a vision and you have something that you want to share, let me know. I will shout y'all out on this podcast. I will be the first one to give you 100% of the love in which you need and you require. All that I ask is that we take care of each other, you know. And so on that note, that is KC Caffeine for this week. Um, We will see you guys soon. And stay woke, folks.